0: This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with
1: Rick and Dave. Ugh, another celebrity politician. A mini-fridge theft at the White House. O.J.'s little O.J. A Cubs baby boom. And Rick's brush with Phoebe Cates. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men.
2: That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Men Man. with Rick and Dave. Welcome to
1: another episode of Minutia Men with Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. I believe it's, uh, what are we at, 59?
0: I think it is. I think it's 59. I think it's our
1: 59th episode. Which, you know, what do you do for your 59th episode? Uh, What is... um i know gold is 50th right what is
0: 60 silver or something or um i don't know what 59th is all right
1: well you know Uh, i'll I'll warn you i'm a little tired this morning because i i got home at 120 last night or this morning uh after the the mccartney concert
0: oh paul yeah paul was at. yeah how was it
1: um He's a little old, isn't he? No, I mean he, <laughs> okay. he was fantastic. It was great. Yeah. It was unbelievably great. Uh, I, you know, I, I was—I uh, might have got a little verklempt. Uh, I took the uh-huh. whole family, and you know, all of us are big Beatles fans because I That's shoved true. it down their throats when they were growing up. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But just to sit there, we we had lawn seats. We were, uh, you know, on a blanket together, witnessing this show. I. <laughs> at one point he played And I Love Her which was you know my first dance with Bridget when we got married <laughs> so we stood up and we danced and, oh, oh my and you know God. Sean's favorite uh McCartney is the new stuff and he did the, his favorite song which is new and then he did uh he did Tommy's favorite, which is the Wings era stuff. He did the song 1985, which Tommy loves. Johnny loves Live and Let Die, which is mm-hmm. like a spectacular live yeah, phenomenon. Right, right. And then, you know, I love every Beatles or McCartney song ever made, basically. Just, you know, I have a uh, soft spot for him. And and mm-hmm. at one point, he, uh, you know the song You Won't See Me? Remember that one? I think it's on Rubber Soul. Mm, I'm sure I've heard it, but I don't know. Well, sure. see, when he starts dipping into the obscure stuff for people like me, mm-hmm. you know, and he just showed he showed how he wrote it and how the riff started it and everything, and I just started bawling. I just started, <laughs> I just started crying. <laughs> like, uh, what is wrong with me? Low T or something? Just, but uh, <laughs> I, I was I. You know, I kept looking around at people. Uh, you know, hey, I hope nobody's, nobody's watching me. You know, it was a little drizzle. I could pretend like the rain was hitting sure. me right below sure. the sure. eyes, you know.
0: But, exactly uh, right by my, my tear ducks are. It's the yes. weirdest thing. Yeah. Uh, did he do uh, anything from Back to the Egg? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No Magneto and Titanium Man. He didn't do that no. by any chance.
1: He did do one really bad song from like 1980, which, uh, Temporary Secretary. Which is a really obscure song. <laughs> I mean, really obscure.
0: So basically, he was playing stuff a DJ plays at like two thirty in the morning on some independent radio station.
1: Yeah, basically. yeah, on the All Beatles Network.
0: <laughs> the, the deep cuts. Right. He was definitely <laughs> deep cutting.
1: I mean, he played all the hits. He did "Hey Jude." He did "Let It Be." You know, he did he did all the all the great ones. "Get Back." Uh, he did not do "Penny Lane," which is. You know, another one of my faves. But I'm not going to quibble. I'm not going to quibble because yeah. it was just unbelievably great. And he sounded great. He I sounded mean, great. He looked great. I he know, looks he better does. than us, like way better than us.
0: He, is he 76?
1: Yeah, he's he's my mom's age. Wow. wow. Yeah. And I can't picture Hildegard up there doing that for uh, three, <laughs> and <a half> <laughs> three and a half hours. Three and a half hours? I got home after one o'clock in the morning. He did 40 songs or something like that. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, where was it? It was at that, uh, the World Music Theater or whatever it's called now, the uh, Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, I think it's called. He's,
0: it's, it's, it seems like he's here like every three weeks.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's it the seventh time I've seen him. In Chicago, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, seven times in Chicago. Um. Well, good.
0: Congratulate. Well, you you. you sound great, though. You might be tired, but you're sounding great. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks.
1: um, Sometimes when I'm tired, my pipes really kick into a lower level.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you definitely have that. Uh, I actually have no pants on right now because (laughs) I had no pants on
1: during the entire show last night. (laughs) Hey, Paul, Uh,
0: it's me. (laughs) (laughs) What uh, what was the average age of? Well, I bet there's a lot of kids there
1: from it was, parents. It was all over the place. There were people, you know, of every age. You know, my kids were there, and there were lots of kids there. There were lots of teenagers. There were lots of you know, twenty somethings, thirty somethings, forty somethings, fifty somethings, sixty, seventy. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah, there could have been even some eighties and nineties
1: there. There might have been. There might Um, have been. I saw a lot of people I knew there. It was fun. I mean, it just, uh, every time I see him, I say, well, you know, this is probably the last. Could be the last time. Right. Um, But, you know, at 76, it could be the last time. But if he comes back, I'll go see
2: him again.
0: You know, uh, uh, Pete Townsend is coming to the Rosemont Theater to do classic Quadrophenia with Eddie Vedder. I know. I heard about that. Um, You know. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna go. Yeah. I mean, if Roger was there, I'd probably go. Yeah. But you know, and and I did think Eddie Vedder was great when we saw him at that uh, at
1: when town basically it, thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. Now I thought he did a great job, but you know, I don't like the traffic anymore.
1: Yeah. The crowds.
0: Yeah. Exactly. The parking. For, yeah. Who needs that aggravation? Yeah. Any, all right. Well, well, welcome home. Welcome back. Well, thanks.
1: Are uh, are we, we going to play some minutia for everybody?
0: Well, we do, and actually, the first story I have is very is rock related, so it's a great seg, as they say in the biz.
2: Okay, well, let's okay. get let's get the audio on here. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals Rick and Dave. Give them twenty two minutes, and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value.
1: All right, what do you got?
0: I uh, this is from fake uh fake news website Newsweek. Okay. <laughs> okay. Kid Rock will win Senate seat if he doesn't beat up a woman between now and August 2018, says GOP
1: consultant. <laughs> is, is that the headline?
0: That is the headline. <laughs> okay. uh, singer Kid Rock, uh, you know who Kid Rock sure, is, right?
1: Of
0: course. He's a favorite to win a United States Senate seat <laughs> if he enters the race in Michigan, a GOP consultant said. Kid, whose real name is Robert Ritchie. Ring the minutiae bell right there. Ding, ding. <laughs> little pizza. Robert Ritchie announced in a tweet last week that he's considering a Senate bid, sharing the website kidrockforsenate.com.
1: Oh, for God's uh, sake.
0: Uh, presuming Kid Rock doesn't get caught in bed with a little boy or beat up a woman between now and August 2018, he's going to win the nomination if he gets in, Dennis Lennox told Politico. Now, here's a question for you. <laughs> Th- that's a quote yeah, that is a quote, presuming he doesn't get caught in bed with a little boy or beat up a woman. But it says until August 2018, the election is November. So well, does that mean – that could be that for mean, the
1: Republican uh, – he's a Republican, I think, uh, right?
0: Yes, yes. Um, oh, I guess that's the primary of 2000. Maybe that's the you primary. Know, you is know that what I, are, I
1: found out about him recently? And hopefully this doesn't step on uh, anything you have planned, but mm-hmm. he's a total fraud. Uh well he he
0: grew up with the like total silver spoon in his mouth, right? Yeah. I mean he, he, Yeah,
1: his dad owned like uh, a bunch of local car dealerships. Yeah. Uh so the working man He grew up owns, on a six acre estate.
0: Yeah. But he's <laughs> but him and like, you know, he he loves the loves the common man, right? He's every but, man. Yeah he's, he's, um, he's Leonard Skinnard. The thing that I think is Kind of disconcerting is in our political climate, even yeah. if he did get caught in bed with a little boy.
1: Oh that he yeah could,
0: he could, that may not be a deal breaker
1: for there me. are no rules anymore.
0: Right. So um so I have a little quiz for you. Okay. And I call this the I call this well here, you want to r- run the quiz audio?
1: Okay. Wow. Like two audios in one segment. Uh, All right, here we go. Time now for a minutia man. Minutia man. Minutia quiz. quiz. Okay.
0: I call this, I call this the uh, felony candidate quiz. Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Um, And this is going to be about people that were convicted felons that actually did run, some of which actually won their elections. Okay. Okay? (laughs) All right. Question one. In April of 2017, the city of Markham, Illinois, we probably have listeners in Markham, don't you
1: think? Oh, I'm sure.
0: Uh, Elected convicted felon, Roger Agpola. As mayor, Mayor Agpowa was convicted of, A, concealing a weapon while visiting a daycare center in 1998, B, mail fraud in a medical insurance case in 1999, C, exposing himself to a group of Boy Scouts during a 2003 regional jamboree, or D, all of the above.
1: Oh, please say it's not D. Uh, it's up to you what is it? Hey, we've gonna, got I'm going Boy got, Scouts. Um
0: no. That that's sick that you would say that. Uh <laughs> uh this is actually, you know what, in in Chicago, this is really we call this Tuesday mail fraud. Oh, okay. Mail fraud yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, mail fraud and in medical insurance. Okay. Question 2. In 2014, convicted felon Jordan Haskins sought the 95th district seat in the Michigan House of Representatives. Michigan, we're talking about Kid Rock. It's back to Michigan. Um, Mr. Haskins was previously convicted of, A, felony disorderly conduct after he got intoxicated and urinated in his ex-wife's mailbox. (laughs) B, criminal trespassing and theft after he stole the spark plugs from a public vehicle, and masturbated while trying to start the engine i
1: hope that one's not something you made up
0: c, at, <laughs> c, c c c aggravated assault after he took a tire iron and hit his roommate in the face due to a dispute over a groupon and
1: d all of the above I'm going with the uh, spark plug story. You got it. Criminal trespassing theft. <laughs> I mean, I was really hoping that wasn't something that you created <laughs> right. out of that sick mind of yours.
0: Yeah. So, Mr. Haskins would go into pu- only public vehicles. He would... Sure, break-
1: because, yeah, he's, he doesn't believe in the, the, the <laughs> nanny state.
0: Yeah, uh, right. Uh, so, he was sticking it to the man. He would take the put spark plugs from the, the engine. He would break into the car he would try to start it while masturbating after he's taken the spark plug i don't think jordan haskins was all there I'm i mean it must
1: it must have been nice cars i mean like, i
0: wouldn't think yeah i would think uh and he did not win jordan haskins did not win huh. his seat um although in our first one roger agpott does did so here's um Here's question number three. So, you're one one and, two, one and one, right? Yep. You're playing five right now. In 2015, residents of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, oh, and by the way, Connecticut is the nutmeg state. Did you know that? I did not. Ring the minutiae bell. Yeah, I don't
1: have a minutiae bell, but now okay. I'm going to
0: have to get one. Yeah, I'm going to have to. We'll have to go to petty cash. Uh, 2015, residents of Bridget, Connecticut elected Joseph Gannum as mayor. Gannum held the office 13 years earlier. So in 2002, he was mayor of Bridgeport, uh, but had a little, few little itsy-bitsy issues during his term. He was convicted of, A, accepting more than a half a million dollars in cash, diamonds, expensive wine, tailored clothing, high-priced meals, and home renovations in a widespread kickback scheme. Okay? okay. B, tax evasion, when he failed to report a half million dollars in cash, diamonds, expensive wine, tailored clothing, high-priced fr- price meals, and home renovations. Okay. Mm-hmm. C, racketeering for... For all of those things. It's in a pay-for-play scheme that netted him a half a million dollars, yeah. diamonds or whatever. Or D, all of the
1: above. I'm going all of the above.
0: You got it, buddy. And he, uh, uh, 13 years later, people have short memories <laughs> of it. forget. So they re reelected um, Mr. Gannum as mayor
1: of Bridgeport, Connecticut.
0: So there you go. That's our felony quiz. Well, Not thank bad you. To,
1: I like that. And and one. One. Is that because uh, because you feel that Kid Rock is in the same level as these people, or no? I'm just saying. You're just saying there's no disqualification anymore.
0: <laughs> exactly. There's no deal breakers <laughs>
1: okay. anymore. Hey, you so, know, I, actually, ironically, my story. Is uh, also a uh, a political uh, okay. theft story, okay. and this one involves someone who's no longer in our government. Sadly, uh, he he was forced out recently. Mr. Sean Spicer. Ah, spicy. Spicy was uh, yeah. uh, resigned. I guess mm-hmm. he, he wasn't forced out. He resigned. But this was a story in the Wall Street Journal <laughs> that came out. Uh, this is when you know you're about to have to resign when stories like this start popping out <laughs> you know everyone who's in the uh, in the office is like, hey did you did you read the story about blah 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 Nothing yeah, yeah, yet. Right. yeah. <laughs> well this is in the first week of uh, working at the at the White House. remember when you had to go out there and and say that the the crowd size was a different so So this is right around that time. All right. This is the first week he's in there. Um, he told a bunch of people that uh, were junior staffers working in a in a, in a office near them uh, that he wanted their mini fridge. He walked in <laughs> and said, listen, I want that mini fridge. And they're like, no, you can't have it. We need it. This is, what, this is what we eat at lunch with. This is the only benefit we have. <laughs> Right, exactly. Well, <laughs> apparently, after the uh, junior staffers left for the day, and by the way, just so you know, there's a Walmart about a mile and a half away from <laughs> right. from the White House. For like thirty-two bucks, you got a mini fridge. Right, okay. sixty bucks. Sixty bucks. Okay. He uh, dispatched a top aide to <laughs> to the uh, to the building where they were, and. And said, Mister Spicer wants your 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 icebox. They said no, and as soon as they walked out, uh, uh, Spicer came in, <laughs> waited until sundown. <laughs> now no, that What's the what's the Mission Impossible theme? Dun 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 dun. dun, dun.
0: Okay. So I've been visioning it with like a black face, you know, with the with the you know with like the hat the hat on, and with the you know like with Batman. All the criminals they always had the striped shirts. Yes, right, exactly. Right. yeah with
1: he's the, got the, the little man. mask yeah, yeah. exactly okay just over his eyes and he himself went there and stole their <laughs> mini fridge he was spotted by a fellow White House official lugging the ice box down the White House driveway <laughs> after eight o'clock at night
0: <laughs> oh, oh that's funny yeah. now that is funny do you when did you have a mini fridge in your
1: dorm oh of course.
0: Yeah. what was ever in your mini fridge?
1: There was only one thing ever in my mini fridge, beer. Beer, yes.
0: Yeah, we once I remember we once were able to fit in, and I think this could be maybe times are not times, but the laws of physics. I think we were able to a break. We put a, a twenty, we put twenty-four bottles of stag beer once in one <laughs> oh of those. Beer
1: oh yeah, I mean stag beer <laughs> yeah. oh. with the
0: I know. <laughs> with the five set returnable bottles, remember? Yeah, but at uh, least it
1: was cold because it was in the mini oh, fridge.
0: Right, exactly. That was the only thing we ever had um, in our mini fridge was was beer. That's the only thing.
1: You know, I think the, sometimes we put um, uh, like leftover pizza in there. Nah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but that's uh, about it. Pizza and beer and mushrooms. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Do you have any pizza. more? Um, you have any more the minutia pizza. for us,
0: Dave? Um, I do. Hey, um, you hear recently that O.J.
1: is up for parole. Actually, he he got it.
0: I'm sorry. You're right. He got parole, right?
1: Yeah. He's coming out in October.
0: Fantastic. Well, and so it's very, very newsworthy, right? All the media, all the fake news. Well, Fox um, was covering O.J.'s parole. And they um, decided that they were going. They invited a former prison official on Fox News, and this was on um, Tucker Carlson's show.
1: Um, <laughs> Tucker Carlson. Every time I see that guy, he makes me think of like the college Republicans that we uh, that's knew exactly we were, right. when we were in college. I mean, he just has that. Yeah. You know, he's got the bow tie and,
0: and the you smug know face, the Republican smug.
1: Face. Right. <laughs>
0: smarmy. Uh, well, so he invited um, this guy who was the uh, former prison officer. Um, his name was, let me look at here. I know I, Jeffrey Felix, and he invited. Hey, you know what? I'm going to have the former prison officer here uh, to tell you know what kind of a what kind of a prisoner was was OJ. Well, it appears that Jeffrey Felix has written a book called "Guarding the Juice, How OJ Simpson Became My Prison BFF." I am so pissed that we weren't able, to, Eckhart's Press was not able to get the Jeffrey Felix account for yeah, his book. Yeah. Um, so, in this book, Guarding the Juice, Mr. Carlson um, admitted, or wait, um, or, or, I'm sorry, Felix, Jeffrey Felix, mentioned that there, in his book, there is a chapter describing OJ's private parts, his penis.
1: Okay. A whole chapter?
0: A whole chapter um and actually tucker carlson actually one of his questions was really you devoted whole chapter to this and, and mr felix responded yeah this was more of my co-writer's idea
1: uh-huh. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> it's always the other guy right, yeah, right uh, exactly <laughs> but
0: evidently it appears that oj was is packing some no pun intended packing some heat down really there.
1: yeah uh and right, and mr. right. now he's going to get more women
0: <laughs> right exactly so mr felix mentions this in his book well so tucker carlson to his credit basically after this was brought up on fox says okay interview's over thanks for coming in yeah to um, his
1: credit i mean come on Guys, <laughs> yeah, he I had know. this guy on to talk about oj's penis yeah, i know. don't give I, okay. tucker carlson any credit for then right. a, a, appearing to be offended by that you know come okay. on okay i'm the bad guy
0: here but yeah. anyways this is the funniest part <laughs> of this whole thing is in a press conference after the release his lawyer, Malcolm Laverne, actually – someone must have asked a question about, hey, is, does O.J. have a large penis? And in the in the press conference, Malcolm Laverne said, listen, do you know that Jeffrey Felix is a complete fraud? Everything that guy says is bull. So what do you think O.J. is thinking right now? He's like, yeah. hey! I think O.J. is going
1: to have a press conference saying, uh, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, every almost everything he says is bull." <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> right. What are you doing? Don't discount that. That's not fake news. Uh, 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 so, so he doesn't. He doesn't call it little O.J.
0: No, no. Evidently, he does. He does that. But here is as the show kind of goes into tangents. I was trying to think of a similar situation where a criminal, well, I guess, yeah, well, O.J.'s a criminal, he was convicted, mm-hmm. got mad about something that either a lawyer said or something that happened in in a trial, which was kind of ridiculous. And do you remember Jeffrey Dahmer's trial? Of course. Of, yeah. Do you remember that, you know, through the course, it was televised. It was one of the first C-SPAN televised
1: um, no, trials. No, it was on uh, Court TV.
0: Okay, that's yeah. right. I'm sorry, you're right. Not c TV, right? Um, and if you remember correctly, he was stoic throughout the entire uh, trial. Like yeah. they, would mention, they would mention severed heads and whatever, and he never said a word. But there was one time that he got really animated and really aggravated and started <laughs> writing notes to his lawyer with something that was said at the trial. Do you remember what that was?
1: No, I have no memory of that.
0: Evidently somewhere in the trial they mentioned that Jeffrey weighed like 225 pounds and Jeffrey only weighed like
1: 218. <laughs> and Jeffrey Dahmer was pissed off. Yes, right. I eat human flesh. No, <laughs> right. I am not fat. Right, exactly. So <laughs> so I remember that just vigorously,
0: you know, the the note. So while I was because I wanted to mention that story on the, which I just did on the podcast, but I stumbled upon another Hilarious Jeffrey Dahmer story.
1: Oh, okay. There's nothing funnier than Jeffrey right, Dahmer exactly. stories. Uh,
0: uh, this, uh, I got this, I think it was Vanity Fair actually that I, this is like 1994 or whatever. Jeffrey Dahmer got killed in prison in 94, I think it was. Yeah. I mean, it's a while ago. Anyways, here's the November headline. November 28th,
1: 1994.
0: How do you remember that?
1: I'll tell you as soon as you tell me the story.
0: Okay. Um, But here's the headline. The man who murdered cannibal killer Jeffrey Dahmer while they were both in prison has revealed he attacked him because the notorious murderer kept taunting inmates with severed limbs. He had constructed out of pieces of food. (laughs) (laughs) Convicted murderer Christopher Scarver, 45, beat Dahmer to death with a metal bar in Wisconsin in 1994 uh, because uh, because because. He was making too many practical jokes about fashioning his – he would fashion the food in the cafeteria like severed limbs and sprinkle ketchup on it. And that just drove this guy crazy, and he ended up killing Jeffrey Dahmer because of that.
1: And I think anybody can understand that.
0: Well, honest. I guess. I, well, I guess that's true. Um, now, here's another thing. Scarver, a convicted killer himself,
1: yeah. has
0: is talking to publishers – now, granted, this is a long article about – uh, about a book explaining his life behind bars with Dahmer. Don't you think we should approach him?
1: Hey, is he still alive? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Uh, eh. he I, does I have don't a, think he is, actually. So the uh, book may not be that good.
0: Um, he did have, by the way, the Scarver guy did write poetry and had books for sale on Amazon. I have not checked. Scarver. S-C-A-R-V-E-R. I okay. wouldn't be surprised if they're higher than... Is ranked higher than the balding handbook,
1: actually. <laughs> right. You know the uh, now so the reason I know the date yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer was murdered is because I actually uh, was working on the radio when it happened and someone said, you know, hey, you should write a parody song about that, a wacky parody song. Cause, you know, it was kind of a wacky story. Like you said, he was making mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, severed limbs.
0: Did you I mean, know? Did you, did you know that he was making severed limbs out of food? Yes, and I knew you know. that story. Oh, I did not. Okay. Yeah,
1: um, and so I did it. Uh, I did. I wrote a parody song to the tune of uh, the the uh, the day Chicago died, and it was the day that Dahmer died, and yeah. it was about his murder. And this is kind of surprising to you, um, I'm sure. But uh, the bosses at the radio station didn't think it was a good taste. (laughs) Really? And banned the song. Uh, They banned it. We played it once, and they came, like, charging it. What are you doing? What? uh, What? I can't believe I I didn't know this story.
0: This is, like, great shtick, and I never heard this? I don't know.
1: This is... um, Well, if people want to hear stories like this, Dave... (laughs) Uh, yeah, how do how would they subscribe to Minutia Man to hear more stories like this? I mean, if they well, if if you're if you're a mass murder enthusiast,
0: yeah, right, right, or have written a book about a convicted killer's genitalia, yeah, you, you could you can subscribe to the Minutia Man podcast on iTunes, Rick. Mm-hmm. You just go on iTunes. There's a little button that says subscribe. Boom. Every Thursday when we drop an episode, comes into your mailbox like magic. You're computer mailbox uh you can go on stitcher you can subscribe via stitcher tune in you can go google play you can uh, subscribe you can also subscribe you can also listen to the podcast by going to the radio misfits website which is radiomisfits.com and you can just click the little play button and you can listen to our uh, listen to our podcast
1: subscribe
0: like rate yeah, right. yeah absolutely if you do like it Please leave a uh, rating and a a review on iTunes
1: would be wonderful. And every week you're also guaranteed to hear some information about the Cubs. And it is now time for that uh, feature.
2: Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. This is Just One Bad Century. With Rick and Dave.
1: So, Dave, uh, you know that uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is somebody's birthday. It's uh, uh, my 27th birthday tomorrow. Times two. Times two. Yes, that's true. Um, And guess how many Cubs in the history of the Cubs. Now, I've written about every Cub ever. There's a feature on com called Every Cub Ever. And if you look on the birthday, July 28th, which is my birthday, 1963. But if you look at just every Cub born on July 28th, can you guess how many Cubs in the history of the Cubs, going back to 1871, have been born on that date?
0: All right. Well, how many Cubs have? How many Cubs were there?
1: Uh, over two thousand.
0: All right. Well, if everybody has a relative chance of being born on one 365th of a day or of a year,
1: well, here comes the math. So, I,
0: I would say, and you're July, so I think, yeah, probably top heavy in the summer. I would say. Seven.
1: One. Oh, okay. One. And his name is Carmelo Martinez. You remember Carmelo Martinez? I do not no. He played for the Cubs in eighty three. Um he actually hit a homer in his first major league of bat for the Cubs, and then the Cubs traded him to the Padres the following year. And he was on that eighty four Padres team that beat the Cubs. Oh, in I the love playoffs that, that year. Love that team. Yeah. Uh, but, well, you know, I, so we talk about how people are not born on July 28th. There are very few celebrities that are born on July 28th. I think Walter Jacobson is a local one. Um, and uh, Sally Struthers, I think, is the biggest name. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, but, but that is no longer the case in Chicago here because we are in the middle of a baby boom. That is happening right now because exactly nine months ago the Cubs won the World Series championship. Oh, really? So there's
0: going to be a lot of Rizzies. It's happening
1: happening already. There's a mini baby boom occurring at Advocate Illinois Masonic, which is actually the hospital I was born in. And on Wednesday, the Cubs were there yesterday Um, to recognize some of the newborns who have been called the World Series baby. Wow. A couple of them were even named after the Cubs. There's an Addison Pelnar. Sure. Theo Hedinger. Um let's see, there were six other babies. Uh, one of the sets of parents um, are Aaron and Dave of Barrington, who have been Cubs fans their entire lives. They have a dog named Madden. Mm-hmm. Um, of course they do. And they named their son Theo. So, I mean, uh, it's happening.
0: I uh, well the twins, my twins were born six weeks after the White Sox won the World Series, and I wanted to name them Ozzy and Pauly, but the wife yeah because they're girls yeah I know well Ozzy <laughs>
1: probably
0: well I, yeah I guess I don't know well Paul Pauline it could have been Paulina or something and
1: well, I just Oz- want, I just want to say you know congratulations to all the new parents and and uh, oh, yeah. not only are you uh, proud parents but you're also World Series champions. So a
0: little nookie, a little nookie after Game Seven, huh? Yeah,
1: yeah. I did not contribute to the uh, to the World Series baby boom.
0: <laughs> well, okay, Tony Randall, that would probably be pretty good. Oh my,
1: what? <laughs> what?
0: Well, you'd have a kid. You'd be fifty-four at the time that the baby would be born.
1: It's a little old, don't you think? Tony Randall was eighty-five. <laughs> okay, well, fifty-four is still old to have a kid, man that's the meanest thing you've ever said to me so how'd the podcast go today
0: oh it got really ugly after i did the tony randall (laughs) joke with rick
1: yeah of course i have been fixed so it wouldn't have been able to happen anyway but wow that hurts that really hurts all right sorry all right let's go to our last segment before i shut this baby off
2: yeah A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave.
1: So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity. And if it's Tony Randall, I'm reaching through this microphone. (laughs) Um, But he has to pick a name of a celebrity. Uh, That I have written down on pieces of paper. These are all celebrities that I have met throughout my my media career. And then I have to tell the story of how I met them and what happened.
0: I will never listen to the Cars album the same. Remember that first Cars album? Oh, yeah. The Living in Stereo song? Oh, I know who this is. Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. Everybody our age, every male our age remembers that song, I imagine.
1: Yeah. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well I met Phoebe about uh 5 years after that. So mm-hmm. she was it was 1988 and I remember the year because it was in the middle of a presidential campaign. It was uh Michael Dukakis against George H.W. Bush. Mm-hmm. And she was and this was on when I was with Stephen Gary and she was in the uh green room with me because that's where we kept all the guests before they went on. And there was a newscast going on. And and I'll never forget this because uh, I was a little nervous to be in the room with her. you know, Oh, yeah. I had the yeah. vision of that yeah. scene. Of course. Of course. Um, so I was a little distracted, but apparently there was a newscast going on um, and she was listening to the newscast. And um, Carrie Cochran was our news person. And, and she was talking about how um, George Bush was calling Michael Dukakis a liberal. And was using it as a, you know, derogatory term. Sure. And Phoebe turned to me and said, what, what does liberal mean? <laughs> uh, well, show me your breasts and I'll tell you. <laughs> so that's my story. That's the whole story. I don't remember anything else about it and, and other than I was just shocked that she had no idea what that meant. Uh she married Kevin Klein. Yeah, she was already married to him, I think, when that in fact I think he was there. I'm I'm pretty sure he was there. I I have very vague memories of this because it was nineteen eighty eight and that's almost thirty years ago. But uh
0: so I'll, Kevin I'll never did not,
1: forget the liberal thing. I will never uh, forget that. So Kevin
0: did not marry her for her political savvy. No, he did, <laughs> he did
1: not. He did not. So that is our show for this week. To find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at Eckhart's Press.com, chicagoauthorsolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. at MinutiaMen. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with OPI Productions. We are, have been distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Men.
2: The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at RadioMisfits.com. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: This has been a presentation
1: of Old Pie Productions.
2: Tony, can you shut up?
1: Wow, that hurts. That really oh. hurts.
0: All right. Sorry.